I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. And we're back from a brief hiatus this summer. We've had a crazy couple of months, vacations and moving and all this. Uh, we're back with uh, one of the bigger movies this summer, maybe the most one of the most anticipated movies of the year, Jordan Peele's next movie, Nope. And all this reviewer can say is, hell yep. Don't worry, our conversation has more insight than just yep, and we can go ahead and cut right to that conversation already in progress. <laughs> yeah, let's jump in, sleepy heads. After I saw Nope, we were getting to ready to leave a couple days after on a trip. We were at like a camp conference in the Santa Cruz mountains. Mm-hmm. So we we're we we're gonna go to Santa Cruz. A lot of free time. We like went to the beach a couple of times. Went to the boardwalk, and I just watched Nope. And Megan had never seen Us, and she said, "Oh, I want to I want to watch Us." So we watched Us the night before we went to Santa Cruz. <laughs> us is a very scary movie. Yes, it is. And I will tell you, there is a eight or nine year old boy in us uh, who has a doppelganger who likes to crawl around on all fours. <laughs> and I am not kidding you. We were watching this movie, and it gets to the doppelganger family shows up, and then a eight or nine year old, an eight or nine year old boy runs out of his bedroom on all fours but i I actually should say he kind of creeped out of his bedroom because he was trying to do it sneakily because it was past his bedtime i'm trying to quickly pause the movie because it's a scary movie and i don't want him to see it but really the most frightening thing is in my home (laughs) and then i said to him okay you know just for effect do a scary face and his scary face is this creepy smiling face just like the girl in the movie has right it is uncanny it was he like is climbing a tree outside all of a sudden (laughs) oh well and he would be i mean he literally climbs trees everywhere we go and then uh we go to santa cruz and we he just does t-pose on the beach for no reason (laughs) we're we're, and I had like I I had pulled up the soundtrack of the movie, and I had played the the like string quartet version of I Got Five on it that they use in the climax of the movie. That it's like really creepy, and it kind of remixes some of the song. And Enoch was like very into it and demanding that we listen to that over and over and over he was again. Snapping, not quite. <laughs> as we're as we're driving around Santa Cruz on like the very streets where this movie is filmed. Oh my gosh! It was it it was fun. It was, I love that movie. I, I, I revisiting it, it, I was really struck by just how how great it is. I've only seen it once in theaters. I only saw it in theaters. I, yeah, I never wanted to come back to it because I found I found Lupita's performance so disturbing. Oh, oh, she is like, genuinely terrifying. Incredible. Like, like people. I think people slept on that movie a little bit. Like and didn't think it was scary, you know, but it's not scary in the sense of jump scares or, I don't know, I mean there's horror but not it's not you know so excessive. But her performance was relentless. Anytime she, that character was around, I was genuinely like she, I didn't want to go back to that movie. She is so good, and it was so like, you know, Megan's not a big horror person, but she was so wrapped up in it because it's so. I mean, he's such a good filmmaker. I mean, that's the thing is like. And we'll talk about this a little bit later with Nope. But what I love about Us, and it's similar to what I think is so effective about Nope, is that Jordan Peele is such a nimble filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is, there's that middle section of Us, after he set it up really well, like some creepy stuff on the beach or whatever, this opening sequence, the flashback. Then this middle sequence when the family, the doppelganger family shows up and it basically becomes for 45, 50 minutes, like the best slasher movie, the best slasher chase movie of the last 10 years, right? Like just expertly made. And then he says, I'm kind of done with this. (laughs) And then he pivots into this basically, you know, apocalyptic, you know, just crazy kind of finish. And... And what I love about it is he knows when to move on. Because I think that's why a lot of these, where a lot of these movies, like genre kind of movies fail, 
is because it's like, oh, this is a slasher movie, so it needs to be that from start to finish. And right, where it, the new Halloween movies might fail. Yes, yeah, great example, it's right? Like, how many unique kills can we get in the next hour and a half? Yeah, and and there's a certain amount of people that will, are into that and like it, but that's not what that's not what makes those things interesting, at least to me. And mm-hmm. and and you know, he he just said, okay, hey, I'm really interested in this, doing the best version of this possible, and then we're gonna move on. And and I'm just really struck by how effective it is in that. And the use of Santa Cruz is one of the best, like fully realized, like uses of a real life place that is it's i mean santa cruz is really unique and 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 not used a lot in movies so it it feels fresh um yeah but it also is like oh they're just at the boardwalk like that's the boardwalk you could go to today right well and just does a really good job of creating that sense of the double world Mm -hmm. where you're like Mm -hmm. you know maybe a boardwalk isn't a place that i've thought about too much Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like what kind of world the boardwalk is, and what what lies beneath it. Well, I mean, the whole world. There's millions of tu- miles of underground tunnels underneath the United States. That's how that movie opens. Uh, he, he uses he does that so well too. The the ominous. Like, right. <laughs> well, and and it's and it's actually really interesting to see that like four or five years later, like in this like post QAnon like oh that's where they keep the children they're sacrificing right right right. um, interesting coincidence of of where culture has gone but um, but I think he I think he 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 just loves that little here here's like a little quote at the beginning that's just so ominous and weird to get you started he loves he loves peppering in the easter eggs Mm -hmm. all over like I was looking at the cinematography for nope Mm -hmm. and the there's one of the Gordy scenes, the way the cameras are lined up, mm-hmm. um, like the, they almost have a cover on top of them, but the cover looks like the alien heads from the, the later on in the movie, you know, the dolls. Mm, yeah. I'll send it to you. And they're oh, like yeah, looking please. at you oh, and I'm like, gosh. dude, this is a sneaky guy. He's just slipping in all of these little images that are just echoing and bouncing off each other throughout the whole movie. <sighs> He's really good at it. Like I, I remember us and Get Out have a lot of those like YouTube essays that are like dissecting every single yeah. image used and like how thorough it is. Yes. You know? Yeah. And how you really eighty percent of them kind of fly over your head. Yeah. Well and so okay. So let's set this up. We saw Nope a couple of weeks ago. It's been a kind of a big big deal this summer. New Jordan Peele movie. And, you know, he has Get Out, which I think is to me, I don't know. Do you, I mean, I I think we call Get Out horror, but it's more thriller. that like horror thriller to me. And to me, I was like, I don't know that there's been a more perfect thriller of the last decade, right? It's just right. It's so good. It's, I mean, just from start to finish, every every beat, every moment. And then Us is like this very like kind of you know his deconstruction exploding out of some of these horror genres in a really interesting way, and 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 him really exploring some ideas I, I just I, and I like I've said I like that movie a lot and then we get Nope which is his third movie and a lot of anticipation about it and is not like I mean I don't want to not I don't want to say it's not a horror movie because there are like some there are images in this movie that are so kind of grotesque <laughs> that right it, it's like well what else would we call it um, and, and, yeah and there are sequences that are truly horrifying I think all of everything with Gordy but it is again I mean just it's it's distinct from his other works it's oh yeah this is great do oh, you see gosh. that yeah I, oh that's like it's yeah that's crazy that's great I'm like you little like it's 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 scarier because you, you see it in retrospect you're like oh, yeah yeah they're watching you the whole movie in different yeah. ways and so it's this alien movie basically right and and I you know it, it's so interesting I don't know What's your what? What is the Alien movie to you? I I don't have enough experience with it. I mean, obviously, Signs, obviously, Signs, <laughs> right? Oh my! This is very Signs esque to me. When, Farmhouse kind of middle yeah, of nowhere. When he wanted it to be, I really mm-hmm. felt like he was referencing Signs. Oh yeah, I mean, especially when 
whatever the thing is is hovering over the house and they're stuck yeah, in it. Yeah. That felt like the end of signs. Yes. Where it's like, okay, they are at our house and we are like bunkered in. Yes. You know? Yes. And something's going to happen here. I felt like the same with the sequence when he was in the barn or in the, the horse horse arena. Right. And the aliens, well, the aliens are not, not really aliens, are in there. And that we'll was, just say spoilers alert. Yeah. The kids are playing a prank. Yeah. You know, Very, but, but it was a genuinely te- terrifying oh, scene. Yeah, wait, I want to come back to that scene. Very yeah. evocative of science. I felt like there's a lot of close encounters of the third kind, which I just watched for the first time this year. Right. I don't know if I've seen that. But, it, but in a different way, where close encounters is the Spielberg thing. So there's this kind of more, you know, optimistic, uh, right. kind of more, you know, sincere aspect of it, where it's really about like people being driven, kind of almost. To, to the point of madness to to get to the aliens and communicate with them and meet them and experience that and right. it, it's almost like there's no fear of them right right and and this is there's the scene where the Daniel Kaluuya character is out in the in his ranch like the first night and then the you see those flashing lights in the distance mm-hmm. and you don't know what it is it turns out to be the um, the they're rehearsing the the show at the that the right. you know the, this this ranch, but that's really evocative of like imagery from two thousand one, a space odyssey, but also of close encounters of the third kind. So he's drawing on all of these things, right? He's he's in conversation, and what I'm so impressed by with Jordan Peele is that as he is in conversation with alien movies for the last you know many decades. Mm-hmm. He has something I think really unique to say in this movie. Right, hundred percent. The I, th- I, you know, I, I don't think the message, quote unquote, of movies is the thing that mm-hmm. usually sticks with me the mm-hmm. most after the fact. And uh, you know, it's not even like directors are even trying to get a message, regardless of a director's intention, whether it's making yeah. you feel something or to get their ideas across or just make a fun, you know, escape. For your life in an yeah. action movie or something but yeah the message is usually not the thing that I'm like left hanging with but my god the idea of spectacle oh my gosh and and how I look at even my own behavior on Twitter or Instagram and like yeah videos of whatever madness is going on today yes. on the internet and it's like why am I watching this yes and and it'll be for like things that are like you know, genuinely human beings shouldn't be seeing this, but it's trending on Twitter. Sure. One side, but then the other side is like a friend from like thir- three degrees away oh in, my in my life. that, And I'm watching their story oh, about yeah. if you know, you know, and it's a, a shot of some terrible restaurant, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, why am I spending my time? I know. Like this. I know. You know. Well. And I also think there's such so 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 I, I agree. I think I think so much of this movie. I think I think there's a lot of meaning in this movie. He's 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 he is trying to say a lot. But I think this kind of primary overriding thing that I at least read in the film is the idea of spectacle, right? So mm-hmm. so set it up. Um, so so to set it up, we have our our, our lead character is this guy OJ, who uh, runs this kind of this, well, read, read the verse though. Oh, do you have it? The quote. Yeah, yeah the quote ahead. that he starts the movie off, Nahum 3.6, and I yeah. will cast abominable filth upon thee, and make thee vile, and will set thee as a spectacle. Oh, man. Isn't that great? It's right there. It's it's, it's right so there. Brutal. It's right there. <laughs> You're watching this like, Jesus. Um, so, so the kind of the premise of the film is... Uh, O.J. Otis Jr., played by Daniel Kaluuya, he, he, you know, he's uh, taken over his dad's horse ranch. His dad dies in this kind of freak accident, which we'll find out later that what, what caused it. Um, right. And they train and raise horses to be used on Hollywood productions. And his, which I need that shirt. Oh, that I logo saw with the that. H I know. In the film. I love that. Gosh. The Hawthorne or the, or the Haywood horse, you know. And I need that merch. And then his sister, uh, M played by Kiki Palmer, she is busy hustling, right? She has got, she's got something going on everywhere. Trying to be an actress, trying to be a star. Yeah. And because she's so charismatic, she, you know, really helps her brother, it seems like, kind of in this 
the promotional and the, the, the messaging of their business while he really is just the guy with the horses. And right. um, so they have this, they have this, you know, ranch. And then Stephen Yoon plays a, a, a guy who has this, his name is Jupe, and he's got like this kind of gold mining themed amusement park, basically like experience amusement park. That's like on the, on the next property over and you know which is really far away but yeah the huge properties and what we find out is that what they think is a ufo or an alien craft has kind of settled in this valley right where these these ranches are and all their property is and the Stephen yun character he is basically been baiting the aliens to perform Right, so he could right. he could leverage this as part of his show, and right. Kiki Palmer's character and the sister, when she finds out that there's a UFO on the property, they're like, "We have to." This is what's so crazy about it. Her first instinct is, "We need to record this. We need to document this, and then sell it to some UFO website and make you know hundreds of thousands of dollars." That's the essentially plan. go viral. And it is insane to me. It's part of the point to me, I, I think. It is insane how quickly her mind goes from, oh, oh no, there are aliens, to this is how we can make money from it. And right. this is the plan to do that. And that's what I see in this. It's, it's not just our, our tendency in our culture today to be lost in the spectacle, which is certainly there, but then how do we leverage that for our own gain? Right. right, and we—I think we delude ourselves into thinking that by by partaking or beholding the spectacle, we're going to gain something. I mean, you talked about looking at Instagram stories of you know the friend of the friend of the friend, and it's like right. objectively, you could remove yourself from the situation and say that gives no value to your life. Right, but in the moment, we're trying to draw value from that. Or the uh, you know I've seen videos of like tsunami waves in Hawaii right now which are very strange you know not like this isn't normally happened yeah. and it's like these people at a Marriott oh my gosh, and they all have yes, their phones yes, out yes and it crashes I over like and you're like dude i will prioritize my clout of putting this video on my instagram stories <laughs> of a tidal wave yeah yeah likely caused by you know the uh, us destroying the planet uh <laughs> i'll prioritize that viewership over my life yeah, yes yes the video <laughs> this video is amazing it's it which is. speaks also to uh our cinematographer friend later in, in nope who's oh, yeah. you know desire for the perfect shot consumes him yes literally yeah but, and it's yeah, so just interesting, the, I, just because you brought up the cinematographer. So you know, they they literally enlist a well-renowned cinematographer to help them get the perfect shot of the alien that they could sell to make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting is that by using a cinematographer in that place it almost feels like oh, there's an artistic value to this, right? So now, right. and and he's got the good angle. Yes. It's not just someone whipping out their phone. Yes, yes. So it legitimizes it. It it, it, it almost right. you know adds this kind of legitimacy legitimacy to this quest to you know get this image and, and get the the publicity. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing because what they're motive because of what they're motivated by. And I think what I mean, anyways, yeah. The, I, I've seen that video clip you referenced, and it's a it's just a crazy thing. Yeah, but it just I keep going back to it even i feel like even when i'm listening to podcasts and i'm just hearing just the 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 idea of um maybe we're trading a little bit of our humanity for the excessive need to consume spectacle and also be a spectacle yeah it's 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 very much haunting me Mm. (laughs) like like a good horror movie should it's actually haunting me in my day-to-day yeah of like Oh, what have you become when that is your yeah. default reaction to potentially world-ending events yeah. like a UFO existing and oh my gosh. and eating people, you know? And then 
and to lose sight so quickly of like I mean this is what I think the Stephen Yun character is such a tragic one because right. I th- anyway, the idea is he's baiting the alien with horses right mm-hmm. so he knows the alien is is, is, is a predator that's looking for food right right and he says well well we can control it and build a show around it yeah he controls it and sells it in the least the most garbage way possible no i know you know it's like a six flag show yeah it is it's like a six flag show but he so he does that and then but then all these people die at his show yeah i mean at the expense of all these people's lives well and well especially his character because we know his past and his experience with this which if we want to get into the Gordy stuff, I'm ready. If you want to explain, I think the Gordy stuff. I mean, I want you to set it up, but I think it's its own short film oh, that is God. so perfect, and like slice it out, and it's a perfect short movie. Yeah. On, on the side, it's 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 probably my favorite part of the of the entire. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah I agree. So the Gordy so so, the movie starts with what is it? Just the audio of the Gordy situation, right? You're kind no, of no. It, it's um. It, or is it that tableau with, of the the of oh yeah it's Gordy beating that girl right? No no, no. it's it's just Gordy looking around yeah. and then he sees you and you're because you're the camera yeah and he kind of like looks at you like he's gonna get closer and then it goes out but you can see like blood coming out of his hand or yeah is that... you, no, you, no you can only see yeah you can see a little blood on him yeah. you can see a foot yeah. and you see the shoe you see the, the floating shoe, yeah. And I was like, what is this freaking shit? Yeah. I'm like, I'm interested. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. You got me, people. There's a bloody shoe. So so the set it up. So this is like this this sitcom that the Stephen Yeun character, who's a child actor, he was on a sitcom in the early 90s. And one of the main characters was this chimpanzee named Gordy. And, you know, they were on set filming one day in front of a live audience. And it was, I think it's like triggered by a bunch of balloons. Because in the idea, it was like Gordy's birthday in the episode. And these balloons popped on set and it sent this animal into this just animalistic rage and mm-hmm. he attacked um attacked uh, did anybody die in it um i don't know but i don't know if the older actor did yeah severely injured uh, yeah so i mean just just goes crazy and attacks right and it is this absolutely haunting haunting experience I mean, right. and they they talked about the bit the video of it being on YouTube. And, oh yeah, well, yeah. and then so so Otis Jr. and and M they meet up with Jupe at the at his ranch, and he takes them into his back secret room. It's basically a shrine to this Gordy's incident that you know he was like ten or eleven when he when he was filming on set, and this happened to him. And you you'd imagine this would have this tr- hugely formative traumatic effect on this young kid and right. he has really kind of grown to i don't know abuse uh, the situation yeah kind of abuse like leverage that situation i mean he, he has people pay him thousands of dollars just to come in and look at his memorabilia from that event and i loved this and this is why jordan peele is such a great writer because it's so specific he he they ask him for the details and the the jupe uh steven yen's character he doesn't actually talk about the details because it's so horrific he doesn't know how to engage with that he Mm -hmm. uses the snl the fictional snl parody of this event you know that he he describes that snl parodied this and as he's describing it, he starts to name the cast members who were who were playing each of the things. And I was like, oh, in my head, as he's saying this, I thought to myself, you picture what's going on. Oh, oh, I bet Chris Kattan would be the monkey. And then he says, and Gordy was Chris Kattan himself. And it's just like, well, Chris Kattan literally played a monkey. Yes, character. he literally played yeah. this this monkey that was horrifying. Character. That was horrifying. And yeah. Jordan Peele uses this so specifically. Just, I mean. It, it, it's it's just so perfect and it's so culturally like yes that this to is imagine how, this, yeah. how we would in real life yes just 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 dissect and pervert yes that uh, that scene happening yeah I mean do you remember on it's this old Will Ferrell sketch on um, SNL where he is he and I don't remember who the other uh, actresses they're like anchors on like this like just 
oh, yeah, local yeah. news show and the teleprompter <laughs> breaks, right? The teleprompter breaks, right? I've killed the weatherman. <laughs> by the end of it, because he's so lost, by the end of this, the teleprompter is breaking. He has literally, literally ripped Tim Meadows' head off and he's killed the weatherman, okay? It's I mean, it's a brilliant sketch. Will Ferrell has made a career out of characters that get lost with the teleprompter. Oh, that's true. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant sketch. But that is, I mean, it's the same thing. This is not, uh, Jordan Peele's movie is so interesting because it speaks to our current moment about spectacle, but this is not Mm -hmm. a new phenomenon. I think that's why, I think that's what a lot of the gory stuff does, is that it connects this to the past in this really precise way. Well, do they say in the movie, like, when they're talking about getting that perfect shot, it's the Oprah moment that they're going to sell? Yes, So how crazy is that? Because... The Gordy stuff is based off of a real event. And, okay, so the Gordy stuff is based off of that chimp that, like, ripped that woman's face off. Oh, really? Do you remember this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a real chimp who, he was, a like, I, I don't remember if he was Hollywood. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But uh, this woman was raising him, and her friend was, like, taking care of him for a week, and he just lost it and, like, ripped her face off, basically. She survived. And, like, so the woman that survives the Gordy incident and has all that facial reconstruction, yeah, yeah similar thing. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. this woman, like, you know, just completely unrecognizable person. But what's crazy is that Oprah was the first person to interview her to have her talk about oh the incident. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. And it happened, like, like I don't know, maybe, like, a month or two, or, I don't know, maybe six months after the, but, yeah. like, her face when she interviewed her didn't exist because like throughout the year she's had facial reconstruction surgery to have what looks like you know sure. just a human face sure but um what was crazy and a lot of the like uh criticism with the oprah thing is that when she was interviewing her she had that hat with the curtain that the character in nope wears oh my gosh and she's asking her about it and she's like well it just my face i i can't see it because i'm blind now because her eyes are gone. Yeah. But my face is just, I don't want to scare people. I don't want to scare kids, so I wear this. And she and Oprah's like, can we can we take off the, oh. you know, she's asking oh. to t- her take it off, or would you be comfortable? Just, you, you oh know she's God. doing it just because, oh, like, just pe- for the people moment. would be, just for the people want to see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so when they're saying we need that Oprah shot, oh. it's, like, working on multiple levels. Oh, my gosh. that That is, like... Amazing. I mean, that's just it's incredible. like the expanding brain meme. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, and Jordan that's Peele. like that's Jordan Peele. Peele, right? Yeah, everything sure. is so 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 thoughtful and deep. And I mean, yeah, that's that's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like when I was watching the movie. I was like, I remember this incident, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. With yeah. this woman, yeah. But I don't know because I don't think it was a show, but it was loosely, yeah. you know, based yeah. off like the the obsession that people had because I, I went back and watched the interview obviously because I'm playing into the spectacle um, after I saw Nope and one of the things the woman was saying was like reporters are trying to pay me like so uh, much money to see my face oh yeah. my gosh yeah that's oh my gosh see that's <laughs> that's the Gordy stuff is truly the most harrowing oh my the God. most and it just kind of it serves that, as this that, framework it's for a the short, whole thing. It's a short yeah. horror movie yeah, in, yeah. right in the middle of it all, yeah. you know? And I've, I've never seen a short-form horror movie that successful. Oh, like, no. it, it's well, truly terrifying. And one of the things that I love about what Jordan Peele does, and I, I'm going to talk about the, the woman with the facial reconstruction, and I'm going to talk about the aliens. So he, he is kind of this master of, of imagery, Mm-hmm. And um, using images to play with your expectations, and I think and be very clear with his images too. Oh yeah, yes. You know, very specific. And and what I find so interesting about it is that in the context of the movie, he has these these images that make sense that are not actually that scary, but then on their own he's such a master of 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 staging and everything he knows like this is a frightening image so what i'm what com- what's coming to mind is um the trailer for nope has two 
really creepy, scary kind of images in it. The first is the um, the woman's face with the facial reconstruction. Right. She's at the Jupe. She's at Jupe show. And you almost think she's like a ghoul or something. Yeah, you think she's yeah. an alien or something, right? Because that's right. where our mind goes. And she's like sneakily, yes, in, like yeah. you know, yeah, infiltrating the show. Yes, so that's what that's what you think is going on when you watch the trailer. And in the movie, it's not that at all. She's not a scary right. person at all. In fact, she's a poor woman who's about to die. And right. but but the reality, the truth of it, is even more frightening. And the right. the same thing. There's this there's this claw like, uh, you know, monstrous hand in the trailer that's Bloody dripping hand. with blood, yeah. and you're thinking right. it's an alien hand, right? Evocative of signs and like the right. alien hand in that movie, and what it turns out to be is Gordy's blood covered hand after he's like come down from this incident, right? And he's like trying to give the Jupe character a fist bump. I mean, right. what? He remembers, like, wait, we're, oh, you're, you're supposed to, like, be my friend. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why he thinks he can control this alien yes. thing of, like, he has some power to control this chaos. Yes, yes. And, well, and, 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 and the Jupe, he, part of his power is the way that he is able to look Gordy in the eye. And that is literally the thing that kills you with the alien. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Well, but but I just think taking those images and using them in the publicity, using them, it, I, literally, I think he's trying to set us up for something that, and then and and it kind of I, I I don't I wouldn't put it past Jordan Peele to, to want to be deceptive in the trailer and then put these things yeah. in and say I oh, know these are just normal not quote unquote normal things. It's not normal for what happened to this right. woman and. But, but I'm subverting your expectations yeah. purposely. And the other one yeah. then is the scene where um, Otis Jr. is in the horse arena and he's hearing noises, the lights are on in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, you know, you see this alien figure in this. and it's Which I you mean, don't quite see at first. Yeah. And you think you see it, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, I don't. And oh, wait, no, I do. Yeah, it starts moving, and it's like... And another one pops out like in rhythm, and you're like, "Dude!" And you're you're literally saying the title yeah. nope, as the nope, character nope, saying, "Like, nope, no, nope. no, leaving." <laughs> I mean, it's genuinely like three or four of the most like suspenseful, like scary minutes I've seen in a movie in right. years. He makes it feel so effortless. He he does this thing where as soon as oh my gosh, he, it's so expert directing okay so so it's it's either on some sort of stabilizer or a dolly the camera is it's a mm-hmm. very fluid movement and then as soon as the alien starts to move the camera operator has picked it up off of whatever it was on that was stabilizing it it's all handheld now and it gets a little bit closer and it's a little bit shaky i mean even the way that these subtle changes in the in the camera work You're like i feel unstable uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah it's like oh oh i'm feeling this in every way i mean this is incredible and then three minutes later it's like you know prankster children from the ranch next door and they're not really aliens and i remember the feeling that i had was such disappointment that this was not the what the movie was i know i I was like because you see how expert he is at that type of movie oh my gosh it could be another i I don't know if i could have handled an hour of that But, you know, yeah. he, he, he just is constantly playing with that. And even when I just said my own disappointment that that's not what the movie was, it's like, what mm. did I want? What was right. the horrifying, scary spectacle that I wanted? I wanted to be scared. And that Jordan Peele is like teasing and, and dangling in front of us. Yeah, it's funny. The, the Gordy stuff, like the, the feeling that it gives me. The only other movie that I feel that same thing is Jurassic Park. Mm. When the raptors yeah. are looking for them in the kitchen. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. You know, obviously there's movies where there's a predator, prey, something's hunting you. Yeah. But nothing's giving me that specific disturbing, like, this is a creature. Yes. It sees you. It knows you. Yes. It knows what it's capable of. Oh, my God. You, you've seen it. You've seen what it can do. It just felt, it feels so grounded and human yeah. is hunting you know yeah. and the brutality of nature but like 
it feels like there's just a and lot the of hubris of, of humans. Yeah, right. That we could control right. this chimpanzee in a TV show. Or... And he just looks at you a little different oh. and starts walking over to you. And you're like, yeah, that's uh, that's what you're playing with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> on, on a set. I, it, but, incredible stuff. But there's so many moments, I feel, of like an appreciation for the Spielbergs. You know, oh, yeah. For the, for the big popcorn movies. Yeah. The Jaws, even, you know. And it, it's just, I love. Cool. And Jaws is the same thing. Jaws is its, its own kind of inversion of this, right? Where it's like, right. downplay this. It's not a big deal. Right. There is no spectacle uh, because I need to make money. Because I need to make money. Yeah. So. Yes. Because I need to make money. And this is the opposite. This is the the highlight the spectacle so we can cash our check. Abuse it. Yeah. But yeah, I just I I know a lot of people probably don't appreciate the three different types of movies happening here. Oh, I love it. I find it to be so much more interesting. That's what I said earlier. He's such a nimble filmmaker. He's so effective every every step of the way. I mean, to me, then, like, you, you talk about that stuff, and then I think about when the alien has eaten all those people at the ranch and then just vomits blood onto this farmhouse for minutes and minutes and minutes. Right. And this, and this white house, and then, right, for the rest of the movie, it's, like, just rusty with blood and oxidized blood oh my gosh and i mean these are like that's some of the grossest like most visceral horror images i've seen and so i mean like the way that he pivots from one thing to the next is just extraordinary and then and then i just even like that final set piece then with all of the air what do you call those guys? Balloon guys. The balloon, you know, the the the, the air blow blowing Blow blowing yeah. air guys, and using that because the part of what the alien does is it uh, shuts down power wherever it is, electric electrical current, and so to, that visual to be able to see when the balloon guys that are scattered over this field, when when the section of them have deflated, you know the aliens there. I mean, that's such brilliant. That's such a great choice and and such a yeah. simple visual cue. Um, and then, of course, the irony, the contrast between the, the crazy, fun image of the blow-up air balloon guy. The rainbow. The rainbow, like, bright colors. It's a party. Yeah. To... And this horror is happening. Yeah. What did you think of the ending, in general? Um, which which aspect of the I would ending? say, even just like the last 20 minutes. Because I feel like the last 20 minutes kept me from bumping this up to a mm-hmm. higher rating. Um, do you know why? I think it was just starting to lose me a little bit. Yeah. I think that, like, I, I love that it's a bunch of different types of movies and he's kind of switching gears often. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it quite, like, <clears throat> is bundled up at the end. Okay. You know? I think... So, I mean, and even I use that, like, semi, you know, pun intended, because even the alien starts to unravel in this yeah. way that isn't obvious to me, like, why it's, like, all of a sudden, you know, like, blooming like a flower or... And then, even what um, Kiki Palmer's character, like what exactly she's doing at the end. I mean, I know oh, she's trying yeah, to get yeah, the photo, yeah, yeah. but there's just some things of like, I, I don't know what outcome I'm like supposed to be rooting for to happen right now. So, one of the criticisms that I heard about the ending that I think is a fair criticism is that it's almost kind of this he wanted to have it both ways. Where right. M, the Kiki Palmer character, finds a way to defeat the alien and take this picture of it, and right. I think that's why I I didn't know what to root for. Yes, because a lot of me is saying like, oh, the intentions of our lead characters are have, not have shifted a little righteous. Bit. Yeah, or or, or mm. like. They're not coming from a place of like, yes, I want humanity to show that they, you know, rule yeah. over the chaos yeah. of nature, you know, or spectacle, whatever. Yeah. But I also don't want this alien to keep eating people. Yeah. You know, I know. But like, if our characters win, then they win to like, you know, keep feeding the beast yeah. of the algorithm or, you know, our obsession with this violence, you know. Oh, yeah. And so I, I didn't feel like, like when. Daniel Kaluuya standing there after the dust has settled, yeah, 
looking like a badass with the crew hoodie, which the crew hoodie was such a nice I choice. Know. Oh my gosh, from the Scorpion uh, King. Uh, and or just the like, he's like, hey, I'm shouting out people who make movies. Oh you know? yeah, like him standing there in the dust, settled, like him having just lured the alien yeah. over. It's a really awesome shot and really cool, but the moment doesn't land for me because I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a, for lack of better terms, you know, capitalist destroy the environment victory. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I see. I feel like, I feel like I'm 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 very interested in this idea that they're motivated by capturing the spectacle to make money from it, and they still wanted to do that, and then. They were like, oh, we could also try and kill the alien, too, which was never part of the plan. So it feels like this thing that was kind of tacked on. Um, What I did like about the ending, I loved the just the wild, no kind of complete nonsense of the way that the alien continued to change and shift and expand. And it was like, oh, I actually don't understand this at all. And. Yeah, you know, because part of the movie is you think it's a ship, and then you realize that it's just a creature, and then, and, and it's like, oh, I know, I know nothing, right? That's part. I think part of the point, and it's kind of, ext- I mean, this is a spectacle that is absolutely beautiful, right? There's this right. real beauty to it, and I'm really like, what I love about the ending is when it becomes the most beautiful, is when the characters are most intent on capturing the spectacle and destroying it it, and they lose sight of the beauty altogether i mean they never really saw it as that um but i I really see that at the end is so i I, there yes i i hear you and and i kind of agree that there's this kind of mixed mixed motivation at the end that's kind of comes out of nowhere and is a little weird but I also like Daniel Kaluuya a lot. I like that shot of him I sitting know. on the horse. Like I'm like, gosh, this guy. Yeah, he's awesome. So it, you know, it's good. I mean, and he sets it up well. It's you know, it's not like it, it's like as soon as the balloon goes up, it's like okay, I get what she's doing, right? Plus, the whole time I was like, I get that it shuts down electricity, but this thing's huge. I know. I'm I pretty know. sure someone's taking photos from far away. I know. I know. Uh, you know, it's a movie. It's still a movie. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just I thought this was great. I want more Dan- Daniel Kaluuya movies. I want more Jordan Peele movies. Yeah, I'm just so thankful for him. I know original stories, original vision. I don't know who said this. Maybe it was Conan. Conan B.J. Novak interview. But the quote was, uh, "Directing is two things. It's knowing what you want and knowing how to get it." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like most people don't even know what they want. Yeah. It's you a know, miracle to know what you want. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, I'm just amazed at Jordan Peele coming out of nowhere and just being able to make this crap. Oh, yeah. Because it's so different. It's so unique. It's so beautiful and striking. And there's so few people with a voice like his working right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think the thing I keep going back to with him is that there's such a clarity. Yeah. I, and I, I find that... Images and vision I find that in every movie I watch of his yeah and and part From of the it jump, you know I do think is I don't, I don't know if it and it shouldn't be surprising because the key and peel is brilliant brilliant right. sketch comedy laser precision yeah but it's like it ha- he has that reputation of like oh he's the guy from the sketch comedy show and and it's like well, actually like yeah he developed this there right like right he really figured out how to in a few minutes have mm. the sharpest most right. precise message the and, espresso moment yeah and Condented down what he's been able to do with his movies is just to blow that up and 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 not you know is working in a different genre too you with know? all his with all of his movies i cannot wait for the second viewing yeah this one this one especially i don't i don't I'm not a very, you know, rewatch immediately type of guy, but this one I could have saw in theaters again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I could I could watch this movie. I had a lot of fun. That was the other thing. I think it's just like a pretty entertaining movie. Oh my god, the sound design in yeah. this movie is freaking crazy. Yeah, there's some pretty horrifying stuff in here. I actually it, you know, I saw the trailer and Sarah was like, Do you think I'd like this? I was like, I don't think you would because you don't really like alien stuff. Yeah. And I saw, I was like, no, you shouldn't watch this. It's actually pretty disturbing. Yeah, that was that was like, the, the conversation I had with Megan where 
she liked Get Out, and she was like, "Oh, I'll watch the new Jordan Peele movie." And I saw it by myself, and I was like, "Yeah, you would have not, not been interested in this." Especially when people get killed by the alien, it's like very, mm-hmm. very disturbing. It really reminded me of. Here's another one. Um, I recently watched Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds, and mm, right. the alien crafts like suck them up and then keep them in, the, in, in these cages. And then they right. eat them, and they spray their blood everywhere. I mean, he's borrowing those images from War of the Worlds, right? Like, right. These so like the idea of you not dying quickly and immediately after yes. being sucked up yeah. by an alien. Same thing. Yeah, and and the horror of it just continuing. And he just so brilliantly you know, takes these things from all these different sources and then puts them into this into his vision and to, to, to tell his story. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Nope, I need the merch segments your fair shot this is excuse me a damn fine couple segments i don't have a favorite shot I've, i saw the movie in a theater on opening night so it's so beautiful i mean there's know? really like i love the the beauty of this movie yes um but i couldn't point to a favorite shot i really love the work with that house after it's been dumped upon right and the car the the geek squad car van mm-hmm. that's out there like there's some great images there that i think are really interesting but I, I don't know do you have one probably when he's uh kind of recreating the whole um first moving pictures oh was yeah. a black man on a horse yeah and so one that kind of the, any of the times daniel cooley is on a horse riding around yeah it looks amazing yeah. but there's also a moment when the horse escapes at night and it's running at night, and man, does that look good! Yeah, his night scenes look so good. Yeah, yes. Like very specifically, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I've seen movies that look that good at night. Yeah, like when they're gazing out in that canyon and those lights light up. But like even him and the horse before the lights are like man. Yeah, incredible work from a cinematographer to create nightscapes that are legible on screen. Right. Yeah. So pro- probably some of that stuff, but. It's tough for this this segment when it's a yeah. movies and we can't know, don't have a log of yeah. frames to go through. Um, what's your letterbox review? Um, my letterbox review of Nope um, was a four stars, four out of five. Um, and I, you know, I may bump it up. I when I went back and I watched Us, I looked at my mm-hmm. original letterbox review and it was like three and a half, and I was like, what was I thinking? This All is. Right. This is so good, and I bumped it way up. Um, so it might may get bumped up, but I like this movie a lot. This is like great summer spectacle movie. Yeah, I think the ending kept me from yeah from going any higher because I had four stars too. But it's just so unique and so fun. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I hear that. Um, let's just skip to what else we've been watching. Oh, okay, great. I haven't been watching a lot because I've been moving. I moved this yesterday you moved you've been on vacation and you got camps we you were got... you know we were out of town for a couple of weeks and i was just been really i really wanted to be watching movies but i will share oh, do you have one uh just last night i watched a humphrey bogart movie called in a lonely place and it was fantastic where did you watch it i freaking rented it <laughs> <laughs> i always feel defeated when i, I know a movie. <laughs> Uh, what's it but called in, I, in a lonely place yeah and i i just heard some people talking about it and we we always when it's like our friday night movie night we want the turner classic yeah movie. i know i get it there's somehow so i watched and, a couple of those and so many of those are freaking you gotta rent them yeah but um th- this is my humphrey bogart speed like casablanca yeah. is good but this is this is more my vibe for yeah. him it was, I it just was uh, watched a couple weeks ago The Maltese Falcon with him. Great movie. It's great. It is a great movie. No, the uh, the movie that I watched for the first time last week is uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. Oh, great movie. And it is so good. And the, uh, the villain, I guess, Bruno on the train... The, the premise is that these two strangers meet on a train and uh, one has the idea that they would swap murders. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, uh, Bruno. This guy loves tennis players, doesn't he? Oh my gosh, the Bruno, the There's one. It's like three Alfred Hitchcock movies with tennis people. With the idea for the Smurder swap, really reminds me of the villain from Night of the Hunter, actually. Um, oh yeah. And I just was really loving that. And I just, I don't know, this is a great, great, great movie. Um, yeah. So Stranger on a Train, and that um, is. I, I it's been on my watch list for like two years and it's never available to stream so I actually bought that when it was on sale on Apple Dang movies it. You, you know you, you told me to get an Apple TV for this and I did and then this sale happens and it's like my sale like there's like 30 I movies know. oh yeah, yeah. that, I could that sale that and, weekend I know well so I was like oh this is amazing this is just how this is all the time and then a week goes by and the sale sucks yeah I know and I'm like I didn't know that it's not always like it's this because I would have like bought it. like 10 more movies than what I bought. I know. Gosh. I know. I, yeah. So annoying. Yep. I'm like, why is Sharknado here every week? <laughs> you will you'll quickly learn the ones that are on sale every other week. Um, and then when there's a good sale, it's like snatch up a couple. The, that was insane. I bought the apartment. Because oh. I was like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I need that. What a good movie. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> you've got a cop. You just I, moved. You just got back from vacation. I preached twice today, so I'm. We have a two month. I may be out of words at this point. Summer, you know, I think all podcasts should take a break during the summer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Across the board. Just give everyone a freaking break from listening to you talk. My God. <laughs> I would love that. Even in my favorite podcast, I'm like, if I get to think a little bit instead of having to listen to these like backlog of stuff. But you know, fall's coming. We're gonna get back in our rhythm. We got the Oscar type movies coming out. Coming. Better movies coming out. We're in a lull right now. I know it's coming. We're gonna have plenty to watch. So we're gonna get. We're we're gonna find a time. We're gonna find a rhythm. I know we've been saying that for a while, but our consistency oh. is coming back soon. I got something for you. I was looking through messages. I had a message from a listener a couple months ago who asked us a question. Maybe we could save this for the next podcast. I think we've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but uh, I like the idea of, of uh, listener listener mail. So if you have questions for us, send them in. We'll answer them on the podcast. Let's yeah, we'll get our boy Andy to make us a new jingle. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my tease, listener mail. So if you if you got any questions. Um, yeah, I'd love to love to check that out. Till then, I'm gonna splice in some Tom Hanks. You've got mail, Meg Ryan, back and forth. Okay, that's good. Oh, I, should I, I, this segment turn into anything? I, that's a great. Yeah, I love you've got mail. That's a great movie. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love. I love. We need to do our top ten. I gotta be honest. Films. I gotta be honest. I watched that movie and I root for the big box bookstore. <laughs> You're like screw the shop around the corner. No, I like that one too. It's really a screw Amazon thing. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you know, that looks cool. I want coffee. (laughs) I like a Barnes & Noble. Uh, Oh, boy, I love a good Barnes & Noble. Well, on that note, we'll be back soon with another movie. Who knows what? Who knows what? Who's to say? It's going to be fine. Catch us on Instagram. At Movies While They Sleep. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Apple Podcasts. And send us a question. Send us a question. And send the pod to someone you know. The movie lover in your life. Uh, love that. Till then, good night, y'all. Bye.